0: Alan and Trent here, encouraging you to be an Enduring Church, an Enduring Church leader. So it's so good to be with you today. We're going to be talking today about something that is hugely important because momentum matters. Have you ever had that moment in your church where you feel like no matter what you do, everything falls flat and it's just not working out? Well, we're here to try to help you find a way to kind of maybe reestablish that momentum that we believe God already wants you to have. So we want want to encourage you today. We hope that we're encouraging you today to build momentum in your church. So Trent, I'm glad to be here today. We've got some good momentum going into this conversation, right?
1: Absolutely we do. Yeah. Well, so let me, I want to take just a minute and do a little geekiness here. Uh, I need to explain the term because momentum is a physics term. And so when we don't have momentum, when that when an object is not moving, it's awful hard to get it going. But when an object is moving, it's awful hard to get it stopped. And so we want you to be on the side where your church is moving and doing well and has lots of momentum so that Satan can't stop it. And unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of our churches that they need some help getting going. And so we want to talk about some things that maybe can help get you going this morning yes
0: because we we know that you know um, things can stop easily um if we're not careful so last week we talked about guarding what's been entrusted to us and today we want to talk about one of those things we talked about specifically and that's guarding momentum now momentum is not something that we manufacture ourselves but it is something that we preserve and that we have influence in so how do we build momentum within the movement of God in our church. And that's kind of what we wanna talk um, to you about today. And we've got some things here. This probably isn't a complete list. I think if we sat down and thought longer and harder, we could probably even come up with some more some more things because I, you know, I'm looking over our list and the first thing I'm thinking about is we should be praying for momentum in mm-hmm. our church. And I think all of the things that we're about to talk about, if we could just say that if all of these things were undergirded in prayer, that prayer really is the number one momentum builder in the church. And I don't want to shorten that or not, not mention that. And so let's understand that as we go into this conversation today, that that prayer is the cornerstone of all these things, but let's jump into this. We've got eight things we want to mention to you today. So Trent, uh, why don't you tell us about, about the first one? Cause it's so important
1: it is and and i'm so glad you said undergirded in prayer because it's god who powers our church not the pastor not anyone else and so i'm glad you said that but one of the first things that can build some momentum is baptism um you know is your church sharing christ with the community and are people coming to know him and is that reflected in baptisms in your church Um, I will tell you, Alan, there was a time in one of the churches that I pastored one year, we had like, we had 40 baptisms that one year. It was amazing, and God was just moving, and it was like, it didn't matter, it seemed like what we did, it was just successful, and and we knew it was God and not us. But baptisms really, we started, you know, keeping track of that and seeing what God was doing, and baptism really gave us momentum to continue ministry and to continue to, to do outreach in our community.
0: Yeah, I was told a long time ago when I first started in ministry that if I wanted to have a healthy church, keep the baptismal waters stirring, <laughs> was, the, mm-hmm. was the phrase he used. But it, it's, I've certainly seen that to be true. There's nothing that, that excites our church more than to see that the gospel has touched another life. It's changed another another life. And so, you know, nothing nothing generates authentic momentum more than seeing new converts come to come to Christ. And so that's what we're here for. That's what we long to see. And that's that's what we're called to do. So certainly it makes sense that that would be a momentum builder. But there are other ways too that our church can build momentum because to have baptisms, you have to have relationships with people. And mm-hmm. so maybe it's building some momentum around some community engagement, some things that you can do.
1: Yeah, and that can be lots of different things, Alan. Uh, community engagement can take lots of different forms. Whether it's helping out the school, um, maybe they have a, a, a group of, of students that are doing something, and you just provide them a place and you start um, helping and, and encouraging them. Or um, we did a number of things with health care ministry in our church, and we provided, we brought in a dentist and, and provided um, free dental care for a weekend. And we did eye care. We did all kinds of medical things. And even taking, uh, medical care on mission trip stuff. So uh, there's lots of ways that you can touch your community. Um, just start looking around. What is it that our community really needs? And, and that means, of course, Alan, that you've got to know your community well enough to know what they need.
0: That's right. So you know, are you out there figuring out who they are? Have you gotten a good sense for who they are? It's amazing to me how many churches are out of touch with their community. And they don't recognize what their community's needs are, what their communities wants, or, wants are, how they can get involved and plug into their community. The bad relationship that some churches have with places like their schools and, and other places where you can have influence. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing to build um, a sense of community involvement and community engagement? And so I think that's something that, that we can do. You know, for me, You know, for me, it was coaching track and cross country. That was one way we did it. Um, My my youth minister one time came and wanted to do a day of serving in our community. And so we had our worship service and then we went out and uh, did did the home projects for people. Those were some of the things we did for you. It was getting involved in local businesses. You you were a Mm -hmm. huge part of, of businesses. So whatever you do to get involved in your community that your church can see and certainly be a thing that helps build momentum because then they start to get involved as well.
1: Oh yeah. And again, you just need to look around. You know, as we get in our ruts, right, and we start driving the same roads, doing the same things, and we forget to look around at the people and the needs in our community. And so challenge your folks, um, you know, at the beginning of the year 2023, the beginning of the year is going to be an awesome time for you to challenge your people to look around and see the needs and to see, ask God to give you fresh eyes to see what's really happening in your community. So it'd be a good time. And so that that's one thing we talked about: baptisms, community engagement. And then the next thing that you have on our list here, Alan, is a guest speaker. And this is—it's <laughs> so funny because in our last episode we talked about that the guest speaker can be an issue, a problem. But this it can also be a benefit and an encouragement. So um you know think about possibly having a guest speaker come in to your church but uh, again vet them well don't you think alan
0: yes if you need to know more about that go back to last week's episode when we talked about that (laughs) we both have that kind of um very cautious approach i think when it comes to having guest speakers in, in our churches but the right guest speaker can do a wonderful thing we had um I had at one time, when we were trying to breathe life into some of our small groups, I decided to bring in um an expert and someone who was a well-known name and had a huge history, had written several books on small groups and loved, loved that. And it really built some great momentum in my church for our small group ministry. So find someone who who has a, a skill set to do that. You know, uh, um, some churches still do revival services or something. Those can certainly build momentum. Um, Sometimes if you don't get the right person, it can create problems. Make sure you get the right person for your church. But, you know, a guest speaker can come in and and just say the same things you're saying, but say them in a way where people go, he's not the only one. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know. I know that can be frustrating. I remember years ago, there was a guy we've been praying for, praying for, talking to. We had all these conversations. I knew he was close. I knew it was so close. And we had a guest speaker coming in. He came in and preached, and that guy gave his life to Christ. And I thought, it's the same thing I've been saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's and right. I didn't I didn't yeah. get to close the deal, but that's okay. Because yeah, I'm I'm really grateful that he came because for whatever reason, maybe he didn't want to have to admit that. Mm -hmm. admit that directly to me or whatever. So I'm grateful that for those guest speakers like that. And it certainly can build some great, great momentum. So a similar thing, Trent, might be you maybe have a bigger need or or something like that. And that's to host a conference.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of different um, possibilities of this. You're thinking about a missions conference. Maybe your church doesn't have a lot of momentum in missions. And so you be you have a, a big conference. You invite several missionaries in to speak at your church. Uh, set up tables. We did this pretty much most years, and we would have missionaries come in, and, our, and we would have have them set up tables. And maybe it's local missions or, or missions around the world. But hosting a conference, not only for your church, but for other churches in your area to come and be a part of, can be a real win for your church, and they get excited about hey, this is a great for us, but we're also being a blessing to some other churches too.
0: Yeah, I think that conference idea is great. I think I think we're seeing a turn toward moving away from these huge, huge, big conferences that people go go fly into some major city and there's 30,000 people to having a small conference where there's 100, 200 people. And mm-hmm. you can actually do that in your local church setting. You can do a conference that, that's, that's great for your you know just people in your community or something it could even be a conference on being a foster parent or something like that but doing something where you bring people in can can really build some momentum um, in your church and so certainly a conference is a, a great idea to build some momentum you could have a special um, emphasis event or mm-hmm. a special emphasis in your church of, of some kind what are some of the special emphasis that you've seen um,
1: well, and you mentioned being a foster parent. We had um, we had some in our church in Colorado. We had a lady is so so cool that um, she had been praying and and struggling with hey maybe she should be a foster parent. And the the Sunday that she had really been praying about it, she walked in and we had a big flag in front of our sanctuary that talked about are you are you praying about being a foster parent? And she was like. Okay, God, I'm seeing the signs here. Uh, you know, and so we had a special emphasis on, on foster parenting or our adoption because, you know, as churches, we believe in life and protecting life, and but we we also need to be a part of the protect of life and protecting life through adoption and foster parenting as well. And so things like that are great opportunities. Um there's all kinds of things. You, we did stuff, uh, like you mentioned earlier, that was a big part of of the local chamber of commerce. And so we would do conferences. Um, Does your work matter to God? We did one of those. And, and so we invited business people to come in and to to learn about, hey, your work is important. And it is a godly thing to be working, too. So there's lots of opportunities for that.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. Even thinking back to um, you know years ago, experiencing God was a great big study, and churches mm-hmm. would do a special emphasis over experiencing God. That was certainly something that could could build and and uh, create some momentum. You know, um, you know, I've seen uh, even in, in a church, uh, uh, d- another emphasis that a lot of churches still use today would be like a disciple now weekend among students, which actually mm-hmm. affects the whole church, and that's kind yeah. of a special youth emphasis week, but oftentimes brings in new life but you know and and when i was growing up and those were kind of a new new thing to do i remember that was a sunday where our older people in our church got to see music in a different way and experience Mm -hmm. worship a little bit different as youth ended up leading the service and things like that And so a special emphasis like that can create momentum there's a lot of different ways those methods and things change maybe from time to time but oftentimes they, they, they center around um, an unmet need or they center around spiritual growth, and discipleship somehow, um, maybe even sometimes in the area of finances or something like that, though. I think that's a really hard area to actually build momentum mm-hmm. um, through that. Now, if you're giving toward a specific cause or project and you meet that goal, that can be a different mm-hmm. story. But a special emphasis is certainly uh, one way.
1: Well, and another part of the financial um, special emphasis is to do like a Dave Ramsey conference at your church and inviting people from around the community to come in and learn how to get themselves out of debt. Um, and, and so that is about finances, but it's really about how to help your your family finances. And it does uh, overflow into the church as well.
0: And if you do that, bring a car dealer down to buy all the cars that everyone's going to have to sell <laughs> as, right. as a result of the weekend. So. <laughs> So, anyways, you can do a special emphasis. I think another way, Trent, uh, mission trips. Uh, you, you go on a lot of a lot of mission trips. I go on some mission trips. You go on a lot of mission trips. You and Dana have always been very passionate um, mission trip folks. Mm-hmm. So, how has that built momentum in your in your churches?
1: Well, you know, I've said this a lot of times, Alan. That outside of salvation. The thing that I've seen change more lives than anything is a mission trip. And so um, I've seen people as they go, especially to places um, in other parts of the world where the, it opens their eyes because, you know, in the in the US, we go about our business, we go about our lives, and we think every place is like this. And we don't realize the poverty and the needs that are in other parts of the world. And so um, going and serving and just having their eyes open is huge. Um, but even in the US, it doesn't have to be outside the country. Um, if you just encourage your people to do missions, even in their own community, and to see people in a new way, and to actually have a heart that cares for people. Um, we do a lot of mission trips. Um, some of them are overseas. Some of them are in the US, and some of them are local.
0: Yeah, one of the things we're doing with our churches is we've got some partnerships in um, another state where we're actually having small churches partner together to put mission trips and mission teams together where they'll be participating together. We're hoping not to breathe life into one church, but into multiple churches at one time through one partnership. And so I think there's a lot of ways to use mission trips to do that. You know, I realized several years ago that our church was kind of stalled in its momentum a little bit. And that's when i reached out and and felt and um, started seeking a possibility and god sent sent us over to lebanon and we had a several year partnership um, with a ministry called heart for lebanon and i really think that that built some really exciting momentum in our church to see that we were sending people into a part of the world that's known for all its turmoil and yet we were seeing all these amazing things that god was doing over there so I, that momentum came back, and people got more um, interested in what was going on locally. You know, sometimes you do have to start from the outside and and uh, and bring that bring that back in. You know, so I I love it. I think mission trips are a great way to build momentum.
1: Yeah, it does just open people's eyes, and and you know, because they've gone to someplace different, it makes them look at people differently and start thinking, well. Hey, there's there's people in my own town that need that help too, and and so you know it does it kind of jumpstarts our thought process about people.
0: So we know mission trips are huge. The next one, Trent, is a financial one. So I mentioned finances yeah, yeah. earlier, but we don't want to talk about finances. So you know, if you pay off a loan, or if you're involved in some kind of building that has a purpose or something like that there can be some momentum that comes from those things now it can really depend um sometimes sometimes those things aren't momentum builders you know if you're if you're a church of of 200 and you were to take out a you know a 10 million dollar loan to build a new facility um you know that's not good stewardship you're actually going to sap your church's energy and passion and desire so you know, this is all contextual. I have to please understand mm-hmm. this when we talk about this one. O- above all of these, this is hugely contextual. But you know, when your church pays off a debt, let's say you know you had a two hundred thousand dollar dollar debt on a, on a building project or renovation project, and you pay that off. You know, it, it may have only been a $1,000 a month payment or an $800 a month payment or whatever, but that's more money to go back into ministry. Celebrate the fact that you've got more money to actually, you you used your tool and now you're getting to put more money into the ministry part of using that tool. That's cause mm-hmm. for celebration. If you celebrate, you're going to create momentum. And so, you know, finding these opportunities to, to celebrate a victory will allow you to build that kind of momentum
1: i'm so glad that you use the word tool because that's when god gives us a, a new building or a, helps us renovate a building that is just a tool to glorify the name of jesus and and to bring people to know him and uh first and also i would say gosh i hope no group of 200 would ever take out a 10 million dollar loan no one would ever let you do that <laughs> so gosh that would be horrible um but there are times when churches do take out loans uh, to do something. Um, and I hope that that comes with lots of prayer and um, lots of, you know, praying that, that God would give you wisdom. But when it does happen and when that, that need is you know realized and there's lots of great Christian resources to do that. But when you do get that paid off, man, talk about a party that you can have we did. We paid off a, a debt on the new youth building that we built. And gosh, that was so exciting because God provided in just an awesome way. And man, we partied. Christians should be more better at partying.
0: I think so. I think that's probably a future podcast we're going to have to tackle is, is yeah. why we need more celebration in the church, because we do need to celebrate more things um, in, in our churches. And I think that's a missing ingredient in a lot of places. But You know, I would say this, Trent, in regards to buildings, if you want to celebrate a building that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, it's not your auditorium. It's not it's not um, a gymnasium. The one that probably you can get the most celebration out of is education space. And I still believe that that's true in spite of um, how things have changed and there's more home groups and things like that. I still think education space is the only space that can ultimately someday um, pay for itself because it has versatility and uh, you can Mm -hmm. use it in a lot of different ways. We mentioned hosting a conference. If you've got education space, you've got breakout rooms, things like that. So, you know, I I think that's probably the most actually the most celebratory um, use of our spaces. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but again, remember that these things if not used right if you tell everyone hey we paid off our debt now we're going to now it's all going into staffing uh, mm, yeah, you know it's not going <laughs> to yeah it's just uh, it's, so you know that may be your necessity so mm-hmm. that's not going to be a cause of celebration so that it won't build momentum that way so yeah. is it really going to build momentum i think that's kind of mm-hmm. one of these ones that could be iffy in that way
1: Well, and I I want to add to that, Alan, that um, education space, and I would even narrow that down sometimes, unfortunately, churches don't spend enough and don't pay enough attention to their nursery space and and small children. And so, man, that ought to be a great place. And if you want young people to come to your church, that's where you need to put some of your money.
0: Yeah, I love it when churches say, well, we don't have any kids. Why should we do it? you'll never have any kids <laughs> yeah i mean
1: yeah.
0: If, you, if you don't expect kids to come you know mm-hmm. then they're not going to come so if you expect yeah. them to come put the money in into it then it's more likely they will so at least you've yeah. taken the first step you know you've done something mm-hmm. um to that so uh, there's one other thing that we put in here trent i think this is a really important one we ta- we ended our podcast talking about this last week but that's people called to ministry. We need to call out the called churches. We are I'm I'm on the verge of begging you to start calling out the called in your churches. Mm-hmm. We need we need to raise up a new generation of church leaders. And so we need we need to celebrate when when someone is willing to answer that call. And we recognize today that call looks a lot different than it did 30 years ago. That call could be someone who who drives a truck during the week and is preaching on the weekends? It could be, it could be, um, you know, a lot of different looks today. Co-vocational, bi-vocational, whatever it is, we get it. But we need to call out the call and we need to celebrate when people answer that call.
1: Mm. Yeah, and so the question, you know, we need to ask is, Jesus really the Lord of our lives? If He is, then then we need to be willing to say yes to Him. Um, and, you know, this, there is a lack of, of pastors throughout, at least our country and, and probably in other countries, and, and not just in the denomination that Alan and I are a part of, but in every denomination, there is a lack of those who have said yes, and I will serve, and I'll go and, and preach the gospel. And so, man, this is a big heartbeat for Alan and I, that we do see God call out um, those who will serve and lead churches.
0: So true. We need new people to answer God's call. There's just not enough. And so we we need pastors to call out the call. Please take that very seriously. Please pray about that and how you can incorporate that into um, your call to for people to respond to the gospel, not just the gospel, but to uh, be in the gospel ministry. So we've talked about several things today, Trent, ways that we don't manufacture the momentum, but ways that the momentum can build in our churches. And that's through baptisms, community engagement, a guest speaker, host a conference, have a special emphasis, take mission trips, pay off a debt. Sometimes a building program can do that. And then people called into ministry. Those are some of the things that we were thinking about. Well, I'm sure we missed something. Uh, Please don't hesitate to reach out, put a Put a note on our Facebook page letting us know what we missed out. Um, add, Add to this list. I think there's a lot of ways to do that, and we probably didn't think of all of them. But what we want and what we hope you know is that we're here to help you and your church endure. And we're so grateful that you took time to listen to us today. We're hoping that you're having a great December, that you're excited for Christmas. Christmas is on a Sunday this year. I always think that's an extra special joy. So have a great week. We look forward to catching you on our next episode.